What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Talking Out My Ass Podcast. If you guys are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and enjoying the show, please do me a favor, write a review, give me a five-star rating to help grow the show. If you are watching on YouTube, please subscribe, like, comment, share the episode with your friends and family or on your social media platforms. My guest today is making a second appearance on the show. He is a teammate, a brother, and a professional MMA fighter. He's also the owner of Hone In, a fitness and nutrition business helping those get in the greatest shape of their life. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Kyle Driscoll. Kyle, part two. What's up, my brother? What's up, my man? What's How up, baby? So I actually bumped into you in fucking uh, Whole Foods recently. Yeah, I saw you sitting there. I was getting a fork, and I gave you the little ear tickle. It was like, funny, damn. too, because I was like, when, when Hannah reacted, I was like, okay, she knows this person. And I was like, okay, if she knows this person, the way she reacted, I was like, who is this fucking guy? And then <laughs> I turned, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was funny, Michelle dude. was actually... I was like, hey, I'm going to grab a fork. So she yeah. went outside, and then I see you, and she came in. She was like, what? Did you get lost? I'm like, yeah. I think she was waiting out there for like five minutes. <laughs> I know. And before that, I didn't see you till when? Was it since I saw you as a podcast? Maybe. Really? Yeah. Fuck, dude. But we've been in like uh, contact. Oh, yeah. You we're know? always in contact. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like ever since uh, we started... Uh, Honestly, both of you and I are like literally currently doing the same thing. For sure. Yeah. I wanted to get into that, brother, because like the last time that you were on here, that wasn't even a, an idea. I, I don't think, no. but it wasn't even put out there. And then out of nowhere, you just kind of came up with the idea and it just like literally, I don't know how, how did that start, that idea? Well, I had been plotting it. I was like, man, I need to monetize outside the fight game. You know, mm-hmm. you know, as well as now the world knows, right? The yeah. fight game's hard to make a living in and I knew I had the knowledge and I had the passion and I could help people. Mm. And so I slowly kind of started putting my pieces in place and I didn't want to like publicly act too soon. You know, I wanted to make sure all my ducks were in a row before yeah. I went ahead. And so I was plotting it and then it just came about. I put some stuff on social media, some people hit me up and they were like, man, I'd be interested. And it was like, let's get rolling. And yeah. then through time you know it's just like anything you learn yeah you, okay i could do this better i could do this better i could eliminate this and yeah dude we're in the exact same space yeah. and it's uh i think going forward we're both gonna grow and blossom even more and i think yeah. like i was just listening to uh brian mark yes. and cole de silva they're two guys that are in the same space yes. that are murdering it yeah and uh they do all they, they collab and they do like once a week they do a podcast i think it's called a i forget what it's called but people come on and it's alive and they just ask questions whatever they want and like even on the way here i was listening to them and i was like damn daniel and i could even like collab on that one day yeah. like sit at this table put live stream q a is like oh i got Q&A. kyle coming in on friday if you guys got uh, questions that you would like to ask us hit us up on the dms and we'll be able to answer them live for sure you know what whatever I mean? man like ask us anything and yeah. i just I'm in a position in life where I'm looking to grow everywhere, you know, mm-hmm. like fighting has brought me here and I'm not done fighting, mm-hmm. but it's definitely been great for my mind, body and spirit to take this work ethic and put it into business. Yeah. And it's addicting, dude. Right. Like I wake up and it's like, put me at the computer. Like, mm-hmm. what can I do? I look, yeah. get everything set up and check in with my clients. Yeah. What's up? And then 
what, where can I be better? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Did you get, did you get scared at first? Because in anything, when people start a business, they get, uh, they get so frightened because honestly, even like fighting, it's kind of similar to fighting when like you're putting yourself out there. It's a, it's a very vulnerable space where you're like, you're in there by yourself. You could win, you could lose. You don't, you really just don't know anything could fucking happen. And it's just like business. You're putting yourself in a very vulnerable position, but it's like, just like anything. If you just show up at it like constantly, Dude, you're gonna flourish. You know what I mean. But were you? Um, did you have any doubts in the very beginning before you actually started to put it out there? Dude, for sure. Yeah. I was like, do I have the knowledge? Do I? Like, I know I have the leadership skills. I've always been a natural leader. Um, but it was more like not doubting my knowledge, but just I wanted to make sure I had the knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. and so, and I think we're in a perpetual state of gaining knowledge within yeah. this space, right? Like all your books behind you like what how not to diet what to do what not to do right there's tips and tricks with yeah jacob i'm doing a podcast mijo <laughs> go ahead to continue brother uh but you know we're always learning mm. we're always gonna like what what can i learn from you what can i learn from books and so it's uh that was like my biggest not scared but like shit am i ready and then also like the framework, right? Because yeah. I don't want it. I didn't want it to just be like juggling. Mm -hmm. I wanted to have like an onboarding process. Okay, this is our step one. This is our step two. This is where we're gonna go. And then, but even since I first started, now it's like when I would get on calls and uh, kind of a little hesitant. I wasn't good at sales. Yeah, you know, I was nervous. I didn't want to be like that pushy sales guy. <laughs> And now it's like, all right, what's up? What's your goals? Where do you want to yeah. be? Sick. Uh -huh. Where can I help? Okay, let's do this. I'm not here to be your friend. You have friends. I have friends. I'm here to be your fucking coach. Mm -hmm. Coaches push you. So yeah. you want to sign up? Okay, great. Let's do it. I'll send it over. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, that's it's, perfect. Uh, now I have my framework. It comes out of framework for me. That's where I feel confident. And like, just like fighting, right? When you go to the cage, you're confident in your preparation. Yeah. And I've reached a point now. I've prepared. I'm always studying just like yourself. I'm learning, gaining knowledge because, as you know, every client is a different story. Yeah. And it's, there's, I, I was talking with one of my clients and Price got brought up and I was like, you know, you can go find a cookie cutter coach for cheap anywhere, mm -hmm. but that's, cookie cutter's not it. Every yeah. single person is their own chess piece. Yeah. They move different. They act different. They have different specialties, different downfalls. and. Mm -hmm what works for Susan isn't going to work for Julie, even yeah. though they both have three kids and have the same job, you know, yep, yep. it's, uh, but I love that. It's like, you can't just stay stagnant. Yeah. I and I had, a, I had a client, uh, two days ago, actually, uh, she kept asking me a lot of questions whether, you know, she could replace this with a certain food with a, like a different item. And then at the end of that conversation, it was like, Daniel, I feel like I'm being such a complicated client. I'm really, really sorry. Am I being complicated? And am I, I'm like, she just started freaking out. And I said, you like every client brings something like a different challenge to the table, but that's my job to be able to solve that. Like with each other, like we're supposed mm -hmm. to like learn from, from each other because I'm helping you, but you're also helping me mm -hmm. because every client brings something different to the table. So that's, that's allows me to like adjust. Cause I can't, like you said, I can't give this person the same like thing, whether it's like scheduling, Oh, you're going to eat at this time. You're going to exercise six days in a row. That's unrealistic. We're adults. We have shit to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like even people with kids, like we're like, Daniel, I can't, I think I can only commit to two or three days of training. Perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. I'm not at, you're not a, you're not an Olympian. You're not a pro athlete. Like these are, 
average everyday people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? As long as you're moving throughout your day, even the days you're not going to the gym, you're fine. Just stay moving, watch the food intake, make sure your sleep is perfect, man, like manage your stress properly. It's it's everything, bro. It's like a 24-7 kind of thing, you know? Dude, my, uh, a lot of clients struggle with it, but the stress management, I yeah. think the most important is for me, and I know for my life, mm. so I speak on like personal testimony of cold showers. Mm, yeah. Like before this podcast, right? Took a nice cold shower, like fully submerged. I'm every day I'm taking a nice cold yeah. shower and you know maybe I have a hard jujitsu practice at Coyotera's coming up but I've already like you know I'm up early and I showered and I do my thing but yeah. I'm gonna take an ice cold shower just increase blood circulation mm -hmm. increase cognitive function but it's also stress response right the body yeah. doesn't understand what the stress is whether it's bills yeah outside bullshit that you're dealing with or if it's a cold shower it just knows stress yeah and the same chemicals fire in the body so you're learning to adapt to stress and mm -hmm. stress response so that's one thing i like to push but you know how it is i'll check in with the client hey did you take that cold shower this week yes. no i hate them i'm like <laughs> yeah they suck every time but then i have one client i wrestled with him in high school we're working together yeah and i said all right you're doing one ice bath 60 pounds of ice a week and bro, now, like week three, I think, week four, he's like, we were supposed to do it on Thursday. Mm. And on Tuesday, he sent me a picture of the ice bag. He's like, I couldn't wait. He's yeah. like, I, 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 I want it now. Mm -hmm. I'm like, there you go. Yeah. Now you're tapping in. Yes. Now you're tapping in. And that's within like the working out too, because before the like clients approached me, they never associated themselves with the gym. But now, because I always let them know like, oh, how did you sleep? Every morning, I'm always asking those questions like, how did you sleep? Did you get like at least seven plus hours of sleep? And um, some clients where they're like, oh, I actually I actually like slept like six, but I feel like really great. Like I'm I feel energized and I feel like I want to get that that after gym feeling, you know, can and some of the clients, they're like they hated the gym. But they're like, now, Daniel, I crave that after gym feeling. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't even want to go to the gym, but I want that feeling after. And I'm like, that's the point. But I hate it within this culture and like society where it's like they they like they see it as like that's what's so bad right now bro like when when like we're eating clean it's considered dieting mm -hmm. but it's like we're just eating mm -hmm. like what what happened to like just overall eating and everything just got replaced with bullshit now and it's like Daniel why are you always bringing your food like to work and like you don't want free food over here from at Google no, you guys cook your food in fucking seed oils. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Why the fuck would I want that in my body? Mm -hmm. Create more inflammation in my body? Hella high on omega-6s? Like, why would I do that? But, and I could actually be saving money by doing that. But I'm investing in my own health. Every sure. time I spend almost $1,000 when I go grocery shopping, that's, that's investing in my health, mm -hmm. you know? And that's what people need to understand too because it's, it's an investment on your lifespan. For sure. You know? but people see it more as a punishment. So like to reverse that whole psychology could be different for some clients. And dude, I think that's um, lack of understanding is a huge issue with people. Cause it's like, yo, they have chicken here. Why aren't you eating that? But it's like, let's look at, like you said, we'll use that example. They use seed oil, mm. it's high in omega six. Everything you're eating is high in omega six causing inflammation. Yeah. So someone like you steps in, this is where I think the value comes in on small things. Like yeah. you said, I can only work out two to three days a week. Great. But 
the real prize is in someone like yourself or myself saying, hey, you're eating a lot of omega-6s, which is causing inflammation. So let's supplement some omega-3s to reduce inflammation. Yeah. That right there, that small little trick mm-hmm. changes the whole world. Changes the whole world. Yeah, and man. that's what it's it's a lack of knowing. And I think that's where like the expertise comes in yeah. and the value yeah. comes in. And I, I, I want to be able to like provide so much knowledge to, within my clients to the point where they like become the mo- their own CEO of their own health. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. Like I, I want them to get to a position where they don't need me anymore. You know what I mean? Or they, they understand the method and they pass it on to their loved ones, whether it be their family or their friends. That's the whole point is to spread it because within one transformation within my clients, that gives me six, seven clients. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or And it's word of mouth. Yeah. Bro, I don't have a fucking website. I don't have an Instagram account for my, for my business. But the fact is where it's just like my personal Instagram created this. Yeah. Now what's going to happen when there is there are its own its own personal IG, its own website, its own community where people are like, I'm attached to this specific name because mm-hmm. everybody wants to be a part of a community at the end of the day, For sure. you know, where it's like, say iPhone, it's iPhone versus Android, mm-hmm. you know, same shit or um, CrossFit versus marathon runners. You know what I mean? There's always this big community that people just want to be a part of, you know, and it's, it's important like you too. Like I, I, I remember when your name came out, the hone in, like, where did you find that idea? Cause that's so sick, dude. Like literally. Dude, uh, <laughs> Michelle and I were in Tahoe. We were just hanging out. I think it was snowing. It's like, I'm gonna smoke a bowl. And I had been like <laughs> really, I started and it was like KD fit. Right? Yeah. My first client, I was KD fit. And mm-hmm. I looked at the market, like, like man everyone is fucking so-and-so fit yeah so-and-so strength and i was like nah i'm not doing that yeah sitting out there brainstorming kind of like throwing ideas off her so i was like hone in like ever like hone in and then i like looked it up like for an llc and hone in dot life was available so i was like hone in life like yeah. i love that and yeah. uh the logo i came up with the the Japanese Enzo yeah. it's like a meditation practice so right sick, so dude the Enzo is a Japanese meditation practice where you take a paintbrush and you make an, a circle mm. in one stroke and it kind of symbolizes how imperfectly perfect we are right because yeah. the the circle's not perfect but it is mm-hmm. it's like graceful you know yeah uh, and then I just took the same paintbrush up top with uh, did you end up using Mike Algebra. Yeah, I did. Fuck, he's doing, dude, he's doing my new logo for my podcast. Sick, bro. <laughs> Currently. Shout out to Michael. <laughs> Mike Algebra, bro. I play, he was my captain when I played rugby at OU. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. He was, we had a really good relationship. He yeah. was like, he was like the skills guy. Yeah. He was so fast. He had all the like handles with the ball. And mm. I was just the mean son of a bitch that would come hit people. <laughs> and I would just like always be there to clean him up. Yes. Like, <laughs> shit because he was our stud he would put up the points for us yeah so like teams would try and like get an extra hit on him or something i was like no nah, i will double the grass <laughs> so yeah man but he's so talented fuck bro he's good he did dude he did my shit so fucking fast dude. and i didn't and he, not only that he gave me a variety mm-hmm. of logos i was like bro i only asked for one but the fact that you gave me all these options i'm like god damn yeah and that's why where i was like hey bro like in a couple of weeks i'm gonna reach out to you to do like a refresher for my logo for my podcast. And I literally sent it to him like, I think two days ago, literally like this week. 
And I know it's going to take probably a week or so, but dude, the guy's fucking talented, dude. Dude, he's talented. But that network shit, you know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah. Like that. And, but the thing is, bro, like you're, this is the crazy part. You do the same shit that I do, but companies don't like businesses don't do this. They don't. A lot of people don't do that where that's like, oh, that's my fucking competition. He does the same shit that I do. I'm not, I'm not going to have him on my platform. That's like a loser's mentality loser though. Mentality. You know what I mean? But like, we've already talked about off air, how we were going to collab and do so much shit together. And even though you have honed in, I have a rise. It's two separate things. But bro, at the end of the day, we're still helping each other. Mm. We're doing the, literally the same fucking mission. Dude, you know? I was actually the, I was reading my book this morning. I'm reading uh, Happy Money mm. by I saw on your story. Ken Honda. Yeah. Unbelievable book. And actually this morning he was talking about scarcity mindset mm. and that's exactly what that is, yeah. right? Is like, okay, we're in the same market or even if we're not in the same market, but you're making money, you're taking away from my pot. Now bullshit. You know how much yeah. money's out there being printed as we speak? Like yeah. just because you're making it doesn't mean you're taking from me. And Literally, like, especially bro. when we're in the same market. So automatically to me, if someone thinks like, competition like there is competition fighting if i fucking am scheduled to fight you in a cage i'm gonna beat the shit out of yeah, you that's fuck my you plan, up. <laughs> but in business i don't agree with that i yeah. think like you have your thing and i have my thing and i think together there's there's ways we can integrate and become an even bigger machine yeah and you're gonna make it and i'm gonna make it yeah and that's how it is so when i hear someone talk about like that same type of stuff to me it's immediately scarcity I, I don't want to be near you no. kind of thing where it's like, Oh, like the whole competition, it's like collaboration over competition. Mm. You know what I mean? That needs to be more like, Oh, like, cause I have this platform. I've had so many people here that it's like, they're all just fucking winners, bro. They're all risk takers. They're all putting themselves out there. And I fucking love that shit. And even though, like you said, we are in the same market, but dude, when you win, I win, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? The same, there's a, that's the reason like why you're on here. Cause you're my boy. But you're also on here because you're a risk taker and you're willing to make yourself, put yourself in a very vulnerable position that most people can't do. And that makes you uncommon, Mm -hmm. you know, because everybody else, what are they doing? Doing the same rat race shit that had been going on for decades, hundreds of years that people have just been following. But it's like there are certain people like us that we just, we erase that. And we're like, nah, we're going to. We're going to escape that corporate world. We're not going to follow that, that whole shift. You know what I mean? Because it's just a decision. Mm -hmm. And like, you just, the fact that you already did that, put yourself out there like that. It's like, how could you lose? Mm -hmm. How could you lose? And like, even the the knowledge every day, you have to like continue your education. You know what I mean? If you, if you feel like you like figured it out, lost you're lost, done you're done so like how how is that process too like within your edu- like how many hours do you usually put in a day or like whether it's weekly that you're just really putting time into like all right i'm gonna learn about this subject i'm gonna pause a little bit for a, if a client has a question who actually don't know that maybe i'm gonna do a deep dive on a certain thing because i do that a lot because mm-hmm. i say i don't know a lot because i don't know everything because i i really focus on the fundamentals and the basics but that allows me oh shit i get to learn more for sure, I like to be uh, very straightforward with that. Like, yeah. if it's something that's a little like I don't know for sure, because I don't like uh, I don't want to just spit shit that I don't I'm not a hundred percent sure on, right? Mm. So I say, hey, let me do some research and I'll get back to you by the end of the day. Yeah, right. Like, there's no problem in that. I'm yeah. not gonna try and like macho it and spit some shit that's not true and then yes. 
it's going to come back around that that was bullshit. Like, yeah. no, let me get, let, let me look into this and I'll get, I'll get back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but so when I wake up, dude, I write out my day and I want to see, I got this, 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 this. Yeah. And, um, I schedule time for learning and whether it's anatomy or how to work a camera, um, anything. Yeah. Right. I don't really like schedule what I'm going to like learn that day, but it's definitely there's, there's time for learning. Mm -hmm. And right now, you know, it's uh, the GoPro I'm trying to learn, like expand my content and stuff. And so I'm trying to learn like the fucking science behind cameras, (laughs) which is like a bitch. It's like like a spaceship, bro. (laughs) It is. And then, um, kind of working on like a nutrition cert, looking into that type of stuff uh but you know i'm already i've spent my whole life like wrestling but then fighting and then running ufc guys weight cuts and bellator guys weight cuts and then like helping people with nutrition throughout a fight camp helping Mm -hmm. people who do work in corporate america on how to eat properly structure their food like hey maybe let's not change anything on your diet this week but let's just eat at the same exact time every day. Yeah. We'll get there. We don't need to make 17 adjustments today mm-hmm. that in four days you're like, man, fuck this. Mm-hmm. No, let's, let's just eat at the same time every day this week. Yeah. Keep eating what you're eating. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Right. And then holidays are coming up too. Dude, holidays <laughs> are coming up. That's, I was actually just the podcast I was listening to with Brian Mark and uh, Cole De Silva was how to like, manage clients in the holiday season yeah right? uh because again this is like a, a place where i don't mind being vulnerable it's like i've never been in this space during the holiday season yeah. this is my first time being an a fitness coach yeah with thanksgiving and christmas coming up and new so, years three. and new years so i need to learn how to help these people and yeah. i'm excited about it you know yeah. and then what I, what I tell clients in the holiday season, don't eat to the point where you hurt yourself, you know? Where, mm-hmm. Cause you, you see that trend where people like, they eat and they're like, oh fuck, like my stomach. Like, gotta or they, they gotta release the yeah. pants, you know what I mean? Like literally that's a, that's a very well-known thing. Yeah. You never wanna put yourself in a position where you hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. So enjoy the food, be with your loved ones, talk about the food, how good this tastes. Wow, like yeah, you made this, like man, cousin, you did this, it's fucking great literally spend time with your loved ones enjoy the food but don't like that term don't eat like an asshole mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean for sure but there's a way to do things and it's it's kind of funny because like i always let my clients know because even if i'm on thanksgiving i'm still active with my clients i don't give a shit like mm-hmm. that's why they that's what they pay for mm-hmm. is for my services mm-hmm. so i'm like what do you guys have for thanksgiving what are you guys having for christmas what are you guys doing for new year's so even like their alcohol intake where it's like, oh, I have to make sure whatever you're eating in the beginning of the day, it correlates so it doesn't affect you the following day as much. Yeah. Because alcohol, regardless, fucks you up. Yeah, you I know? was listening to uh, Jason Phillips talk about how like within our macronutrients, mm-hmm. right? We have our body recognizes four calories per gram yeah. or nine calories per gram mm-hmm. with fats, proteins, and carbs. And alcohol's over here at seven calories per gram. So your body doesn't know how to like compartmentalize that, mm. which is where you see like excessive weight gain and stuff like that. Fatigue, all types of shit, everything that comes with it. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, that's like definitely something to juggle because you're, you got Thanksgiving, you got Christmas, you got New Year's, like you're definitely going to be drinking. So it's, uh, there's like a game to play, right? And like, yeah. everyone's different. Yeah. I'm sure it even comes like, are you a vodka person or a beer person? Yeah. You know, like what we, we can, we can juggle with things, but yeah, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to the holiday season with yeah. the clients, you know? It'd be very it's a lot of testing too because it's yeah. it's going to test you because mm -hmm. during the holidays you want to enjoy your family, you want to enjoy your loved ones, you want to enjoy your food, but at the same time you're going to be getting possibly these messages unless you figure out a format where you pretty much like, "Hey guys, from this time, go enjoy your loved ones, let me know what you guys are going to eat if you if you want, send photos so on and so forth." But it's it's funny too, man, because like I I'm currently learning this right now when it's just like better leadership uh, because I've always had that. I've always knew like how to guide the right way, but there are certain clients, um, say that have a bad relationship with themselves in the mirror, mm. with themselves on the scale. So I let them know, cause usually I do a week, uh, a weekly like track where it's like every Saturday morning I'll do a weigh in and I'll get some progress pictures. Cause I always like to see, so what I, whatever I have to do to trim shit, like more sculpting for me, but I like to see it like. I like to see a number so I can calculate things better. And I like to see it on the picture. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. But there are certain people that it's like, I can't have them do that because when they see a specific number, when they see themselves with just a sports bra or like leggings, they freak the fuck out. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, we're not doing that. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to halt this process with you. We're just going to focus on what we're going to do weekly. And I'm not going to do check-in with you. Like why? Like, but you do check-ins with everybody else. I understand that, but everybody's different. Yeah. So it's hard. That's a different struggle in itself. And like, especially with people who battle with depression, battle with bi like bipolar, like that's another realm, bro. Mm -hmm. You know, but that's where distress management comes in handy. Cause like, what do I do that, that makes me like less stressed throughout the day? Productivity. I like to be productive. I like to be busy. I like to do this kind of shit. I like to edit. I like to like build. Mm -hmm. I love to strength train. I love to cook. Like all, everything that I do is just like, makes me a damn peaceful person. So it's like using those tactics on people. It may not work for them, but give them little tactics and maybe they'll take them in. Just kind of like with you. Remember how we were brainstorming off each other? You were like asking me questions and I was asking you questions. Bro, nobody does that shit. You know what I mean? But sure. winners do. Mm -hmm. So there's a big difference how like, you can like call me at any time and ask me a specific question and I can call you at any fucking time. I'd be like, hey bro, like I think we should get into tra a strength training session, create some content together on like why this muscle group works for this specific like, you know, time. Bro, we could literally do that, but most people can't. Mm -mm. And that sucks. I couldn't imagine. And I couldn't imagine having that mindset, right? It's, uh, cause like you said, man, it's, um, we can thrive together. Yeah. We don't need a, we don't need a, I don't see you as competition. Yeah. I see it as like fucking honing and arise coaching methods or yeah. coaching systems or methods. Coaching methods. Yeah. Coaching methods are, we're going to take over the fucking market. Yeah, Everyone dude. else needs to worry. <laughs> like <laughs> if you're not in my circle, you need to worry. You know, yeah. that's who, that's my, I don't even see you as competition because I don't pay attention to you. Yeah. Like I, I listen to, I, same thing with fighting, right? Like all the guys before me at AK, DC, Josh Thompson, Kane, Khabib, Luke, like I love them and they mm. taught me a lot. I listened to them. I watched them. I, they paved the way for me. Same yeah. thing in this space, right? I have guys who 
I look up to. Yeah. I, I take notes on the shit they say. I watch how they make content. Yeah. I take notes and, but at the end of the day, I'm fucking coming for them. Yeah. Just like all the guys I look up to at AK, like I'm, I want the same shit. Right. You're not, I, you're not there to be I'm, the same. Like if, you know, you have records, I want to break them. Right. I fucking, I don't train to not, you know? Uh, so yeah, it's, I, I like, I like to study the space that we're in yeah. and study the greats. I think with anything, man, like that's why I'm, I'm huge on Ted, Ted talks. I yeah. just recently came across uh talks at Google Yeah. just because like there's something about listening to successful people talk their delivery, the knowledge they have. It's, it's fascinating to me yeah. and I truly love it. And like yourself, dude, you're extremely successful. We're both young entrepreneurs and you're, uh, that's why I like to call. I like to hear you. I like to throw stuff off. You I like to hear you talk about something because yeah. you might have like one sentence that just changes it all. That's the light bulb, you know? Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. And I've noticed, uh, it's tough, man, because like I, I'm very strategic with my time, especially mm -hmm. as things get a little bigger. And there are some people who like will reach out to me for just for motivation. Or like I'll get DMs like saying like, damn, you inspire me, you motivate me. I'm like, that's not my intention. I want you to execute. Mm. That's my intention. That's all it is. When you execute, then your problems will be solved. That's all it is. You know, that's all it is. But I see motivation more as like a one night stand where it's fun for that one quick nut but after that, what? Mm -hmm. You guys both go home, go your separate ways. It's kind of like the same thing where it's like motivation is so temporary. It just goes away. That's where I love motivation, discipline over motivation. Yeah. Right. Yes. Motivation. And I think motivation serves a purpose. Yeah, for you're sure. You're fucking stuck on the couch. You're eating like shit. You're eating all the addictive food out there. That's just does nothing but fucking spoil your body. Yeah. Sure. Play some David Goggins, get your fucking ass up and go fucking run and drink some water while you're at it. Yeah. Right. And the next day you're not going to have that same motivation. Yeah. And that's the thing like with fighting, right? I've always, I, I, I space everything with fighting for my personal journey. That is, I, I've been fighting my whole life, yeah. you know, since I was 17, I've been pursuing this. And so I know fighting and I know on Monday, I'm gonna be rested and I'm gonna be so motivated to yeah. go to the gym. I'm gonna probably gonna train three times that day. And then Shit. Tuesday, I'm gonna be like, oh, okay, and I'm gonna train three times that day. And by Wednesday, I'm gonna be like, fuck, <laughs> I have to go train. But I show up, I hit this, yeah. and I go fucking train. But that's the same for business, dude. What I've noticed is like, I will have high motivated days yeah. where I'm like, yo, What's up, clients? I'm scheduling calls. What are we doing? Like, mm -hmm. how are things? I'm I'm on it. But then that next day, I'm not as motivated. Yep. But it's my discipline mm -hmm. that says, no, motherfucker, you're going to show up. You're going to show up with the same energy. And you're going to execute. Yeah. It's all execution. And, yeah. and it, execution is daily. Execution is moment to moment. Like, I'm so sore, dude. I did two jujitsu sessions yesterday. After this, I have to go to Coyote and grapple with fucking Mason Fowler, right? <laughs> and but I'm gonna go execute. And then yeah. after that, I have to check in with some clients, and I know I'm gonna be exhausted. Yeah. But I'm gonna fucking execute. Mm -hmm. And it's it's all about Joe Rogan says, 
correlating the same message to working out. So I says, if I worked out the days I wanted to, I'd be a fat piece of shit. Yeah. Okay. If I wanted to do business or learn, if I wanted to learn when I wanted to, I'd be a dumb piece of shit, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's more times than not when I sit down to like expand my knowledge, I'm like, Oh man. Right. But once I spend like the first three to five minutes in it, I'm like, fuck yeah, Yeah, here we are. You know, I think it's about finding the flow. And I was actually just the podcast I was listening to. He said for um, grind for momentum Mm. and then find the pace to keep that momentum. Right. Because life is momentum. We're in a, we're never stagnant. We're in constant motion and that's either going back or that's going forward. Mm -hmm. And so you're in a place where you don't want to be. You have to grind to gain that momentum. But that grind that like heavy, heavy grind isn't going to be sustainable long term. So you need to grind your ass off to find your momentum and then assess, be like, okay, I've gotten the momentum I want. Mm. What's my pace? What pace can I keep this? So then you start to, and you and I are both fast paced individuals, (laughs) right? And so we like to go at a fast speed. And so we know our pace at this point, Mm -hmm. but even that, like, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. There's, there's some days I got to like sit down with a pen and paper and be like, all right, let's dial this shit back in. Right. Mm -hmm. And everyone goes through that. I think a lot of times people get this misconception of like, Oh, they, they look at social media. They see Joe Rogan. They see heavy influencers, Mm -hmm. people of power, and they're like, man, they just don't have off days. Bullshit. They all do. Every day's probably an off day. Yeah. But they fucking execute. Like, to wrap up that whole little spiel, they have off days just like you. Mm-hmm. They feel insecure just like you. They don't want to do shit just like you, but they do. They yeah. execute. And not only do they execute, they don't half-ass it. They don't. Uh, I'm going to do the bare minimum to get by. I'm only going to do this when my, oh, my boss is looking like, no, I'm going to make my boss look. I'm yeah. going to watch what they see. Watch the production they see from me. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker's going to show up at my desk and be like, yeah, holy shit. Man. Yeah. Not, not, and th- those are just two different frames of mind. You yeah. know, it's all, you shift that mind yeah. to execute. And it's like, I, I don't know. I, to me, that's when, your reality can start to change. You yeah. Know? And I, I feel like this, um, it correlated to fighting because like you and I, while we had a training camp, while we were training for a specific fight, we ran our bodies to the ground. So in the beginning process of business or developing just all of this avenues of different assets, I overdid it mm-hmm. to the point where it's like, Daniel, step the fuck back and figure out your infrastructure and your system. Anybody can make money, but when you have a system and an infrastructure, that shit can make you a fortune. Mm. You know what I mean? So if everything is calculated, everything is dialed day by day by day by specific time frame, you're good. So there's a reason why I can do these podcasts back to back. Like I got somebody who I'm about to meet right after you, you know? And then after that, I'm, I'm working all day. I'm going to sit in my fucking desk and work. I'm going to train later on. I'm going to meal prep later on, talk to some clients, but the day is set in stone. Mm. You know, it has to be because mm. if I don't, if I just go in through my day and like, fuck, what am I going to do today? Shit. Oh fuck. I got to like you, you start your day by writing your shit down. That's structure. Cause if you don't have structure, you're pretty much like 
almost half-assing your day, you know, but you have to be prepared. But the whole lack of preparation thing is why businesses fail, you know? Yeah. And like people will like notice that too, where it's like, oh man, like all this, like there's this thing people keep saying meta Facebook is a dying business. It's like five years or less that it'll be gone because they're saying there's all these rumors that are going around that Zuckerberg is not le like listening to his leadership. He's the boss. Uh. So he's like, I don't need to listen to my staff, but that's a shitty mindset. So therefore how they see the business just crumbling slowly, slowly, slowly is cause his lack of leadership and he ignores like critiques or how to grow the business. He just ignores it. No, I got it. You guys do what I do. So therefore, that's a failing business, mm. you know? But that's the thing where it's, I think since I brought Hannah with me as a coach, she was like asking me, she's like, Daniel, so when we bring in more coaches, uh, we're obviously gonna show them the method, so on and so forth, but like, what if another coach brings in a different idea but it's not, it has nothing to do with like our arise method. Like what, like, what do we do from that? I'm like, I will take it in. I will listen to what they have to say, but I will take it in for me to just block that person's idea out of the way. That's, that's not being, that's not me being a leader. Like that's me being a fucking snake. You know, like I'm the boss bitch. Like I make the fucking rules. Like you just sit there and do as I say, that's, that's a shitty mindset to have. And that's, that's, that'll have my shit crumble. In the future, without a doubt, if I act like that, but that's, that's with an experience too, you know? So even for me, man, it was tough balancing the whole, like overworking, you know? Mm -hmm. But now since I created my system, it's like more where it's like, there's not really a lot of stress anymore. It's like, all right, my day has structure. I'm good. Yeah. But how do you, cause you, when you're training for a fight, like I said, you're outworking yourself. So how do you balance that when it comes to like overworking and burnout? How do you balance that? Uh, man, I think it, a lot of it's nutrition. I think how I fuel my body, I can tell a difference, you know? Mm. Um, and just knowing what I want. I'm a fucking eager guy. Yeah. I'm driven. I want this shit, you know? I don't, I'm not going to half-ass it. Yeah. Um, come back to it but my cheat code dude is cold showers <laughs> like yes. really if i know i need to sit down for some business i just had two hard-ass training sessions which is every day <laughs> uh <laughs> i'll take that cold shower man and yeah. uh, my clients are if we cut this part out about cold showers and we post it they'll all be like ugh, it's <laughs> all he fucking talks about yes. like i'm sorry like one of my clients is up in New York and like you take that cold shower. He's like, man, I can step outside for a cold shower. I'm like, true, you know, but, uh, Shit. for me, that's what works, man. Yeah. I just, I, and, and my, my drive, that's kind of how I was brought up. Yeah. Was, you know, I'm from like a blue collar family. My dad worked his ass off. My mom worked her ass off. And, you know, when you're young, you're programmed, you see that. And, mm -hmm. It's just kind of what I know. Just yeah. show up and it's, uh, but also like coming back to nutrition, right? If you put nutrient dense foods in your body, yeah. you're going to have sustained energy. You're not going to go, right? So yeah. I'm not going to end practice and feel like complete shit. Mm -hmm. So 
and you know eating the proper foods like i have the right amount of fats protein carbs and i know what my body likes i know the amount so i just make sure if you take care of the little things the big things will take care of themselves so i take care of all the little things i make sure that i'm eating right i'm drinking enough water people it's the easiest thing to skip but it's like the most important and I just I take care of the things that need to be taken care of and I don't worry about the big picture it'll take care of itself mm-hmm. and that's what kind of gets me through day to day and I've more recently I've been focused on like the present right it's easy for me to like oh when's the next fight when's yeah. what what's my next move in business but kind of just be where my feet are right here all right um what can I take care of today what fires can I put out with business? What can I do to grow? Um, I got this in jujitsu today. I'm going to work on my guillotines, mm-hmm. right? So just kind of staying present, taking yeah. care of the little things. That's how I manage the the overworking, right? And then also one thing I'm trying to be better at is having time away from it, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I'm – because. Michelle's working at Google now, so she's a teacher at Google. So she's gone from like seven thirty in the morning to like she gets home at seven at night, and I get out of jujitsu at seven. Yeah. So we get home, and my mind is okay. I was just at jujitsu. I was at AK for I've been getting there like because I have worlds in three weeks. So I've been getting there early mm-hmm. to do some like strength training and cardio before jujitsu. So I'm like, okay, I've been at the gym for like two hours. I'm like, go home. I can kind of like look at some timeline stuff for my business. I can maybe read the book I want to read or listen to this podcast and take notes on it. But I'm trying to be better about like, no, there needs to be time for to put that shit away. Right. I need to put that shit away. Focus on this side of things. Right. Mm -hmm. Even if it's for an hour, two hours, but be fully there. Don't be like looking up fucking the next diet fad and yes. trying to hang out with her and do stuff like that, you know? So yeah. that's also another thing I'm trying to improve on in my life is yeah. finding my balance. I think, uh, I forget who I was listening to. He says, oh, was Alex Hermosi. He says, um, he'll have, he has this tiny little space in his house. It's like a tiny room. That Isn't that where he records in. his content? Yeah, he records his content. He works. Everything is done in this room. So when he's not in that room, he's not fucking working. Yeah. Work-life balance, right? Because he's like us in the fact that, I mean, from what I hear, I don't know the guy, but he does a, I think he's a pretty transparent character. Agreed. Right? I listen to him all the time. I do too. And he, he's fucking go, 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 go. Yeah. And so I think like I'm trying to like grow in that aspect as well. Cause he's like, you gotta be able to shut this shit off, Yeah, you know, for an hour, for two hours and live like cut it off. So he, I know him, he has that room and that's where he's getting all his shit done. And when he's not in that room, he can shut his machine off. Yeah. So I'm not there yet. I gotta grow on that, but yeah. Yeah. Like I've uh, currently, cause I actually took another role uh, mm-hmm. from from Arise. Um, 
I've been getting constant messages, bro, lately when it comes to uh, the media aspect of things. And um, I don't ever consider myself a digital creator. I don't consider myself a content creator. I just, I simply never did. But the fact is when people just see the portfolio of what I do by myself, like I have my own podcast by myself. I fucking I am, called you last week about it. <laughs> yeah, right? But that's, that's what I mean, bro. <laughs> you know? like, like, it's crazy though, but people are hitting me up to edit their podcast. Sick. Like, Daniel, can you do this for me? I'm like, at a cost. Mm-hmm. I need to be compensated because this shit takes time. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, like, this whole week, all I did was order shit for my room because I'm literally building this studio in my room currently. Like, I, if you go into my room after we're done with this, I'll literally show you all the shit that I have in there. I brought a fucking treadmill under my desk just so I can be more productive when it comes to even just walking. But all these, I'm literally building that room mm. where I don't need to leave because I can get so much done in that fucking space because now, damn, we got a media agency on the fucking like right there that's on the arise literally bro like <laughs> yeah. and it's a trip because i was talking to somebody i was like i had no intention in doing this business mm-hmm. ever and then when i was talking to my attorney about it of like trademarking the name and he was like dude you we just got finalized for a rise and you're wanting to do something else i'm like yeah like let's do it and i know hermosi talks us about a lot focus on one thing and just scale the shit out of it i understand that which I, I am, and I'm going to. But I think that does fall under that umbrella because yeah. you scaled the shit out of this, mm. which the content speaks for itself. You don't even have to fucking sell a thing. Look yeah. at it. Just look at the content. Yeah. So you've scaled this to now this new avenue has opened itself up. And that's – so I, I, I like affirmations. Yeah. I'm an affirmations guy, and I write the same affirmation every single morning. I'm so happy and grateful now that money comes to me in increasing quantities through multiple sources on a continuous basis. So what? that's exactly what you just did. That's a subconscious program in your head that you don't even have to create. You don't have to stress about other avenues because you have a paradigm, a subconscious program that you're just going to do what you're doing to the fullest and shit's going to open itself up. Yeah, and that's what I'm telling like – Cause I'm also bringing my brother into this. Like, I'm like, Hey man, like, I know you said you wanted to buy a camera. I'm like, and it was crazy. I mean, I, what is this episode? Okay. I can actually say this. I actually called from this morning from one of my boys. He's going to pay me this fee to take video and pictures of his proposal for his upcoming wife. So I let my brother know. I was like, Hey, we already got our first job. Actually. Mm. I had this conversation with my little brother yesterday about this, like how I want to build this agency. And I was like, remember you were, we were talking about this a while ago, but it's actually turning into something. You know, so I'm like, this house is a content house. This house is a workhouse. You know, I don't get to see my family a lot. Obviously not anymore that much, but Saturdays, bro, that's my family time. Mm. Today, tonight, I will go to San Juan and see my family and they're going to get the fucking fullest of me. But Saturday night when I come back here, it's work. Sunday when I'm here, work. You know, when I go to work and then I come back here, work. There's no stopping. Mm -hmm. But that's... People were like, will message me like, dude, you never go out and play. You never go have fun. I was like, bro, building is fun. That's my form of fun, you know? But that's the the other, the other like, I don't know, like the, the 98 percenters, I would say, 
that just like, man, you got to go party. You got to watch football. You got to do this. You got to do that. I'm like, I don't want to, man. Dude, that's how I'm wired. I've, I used to have, even when I first moved out here, right? I, every, all the guys would want to like, Hey, we're going to go party. And I would, ah, oh, man, I'm, I'm probably just going to stay back. Right. And I didn't even have like business going at the time but at that time i was so deep into meditation Mm -hmm. transcendental meditation uh guided meditation i honestly like was at this point where i liked to be in meditative state and i liked reality Mm -hmm. and it was not i loved my reality i just moved to california to chase my dream and be at aka but i for me at the time i wanted to grow and like get more out of my training and like accomplish my dreams. And yeah. so this meditation was the way. And so I would catch so much shit, bro. They'd be like, man, you just got to let loose. We're going to go, we're going to go to the bar. Come on, bro. Like you got to, what, what's wrong? And then sometimes I would like catch myself on this border. I'd be like, man, is something fucked up with me? Like, why don't I want to go out? Cause I yeah. genuinely don't give a shit to be with people that like, I like the people I'm with, but we're going to be screaming over music to even have a conversation. Yeah. I don't even care for drink. I've never been much of a drinker in the first place. Yeah. And I just rather meditate. I'm, I can go meditate for an hour and yeah. fucking reflect on it after like, but I'm, I'm an introvert, you know? Yeah. And it's, I think uh, it comes down to that grind method. Right. And I wish if I could go back, I would have like found this avenue of like online fitness coaching then. Yeah. But, you also can't fight the timing of things. You know, I don't don't think this could have come at a more perfect time in my life. Yeah. I'm more mature. I was about I'm, to say that. I I know what I want and I know how I'm gonna get it. So I'm the same way in that sense, man. I'm fucking I just but that we're all wired different. Yeah. Just like when we were talking at the beginning of this, our all of our clients are different. Mm. Everyone's fucking different. Yeah. And there's successful people that do want to work Monday through Friday and then go party their ass off. Mm. So do your thing. So yeah. be it, right? I'm not wired that way. Yeah. <laughs> it's plain and simple, you know? Yeah. And that's how it is. And I I've, honestly, it, I'm not going to pay $17 for a drink with a half a shot in it yes. when I could buy, if I really wanted to drink, I could buy Casamigos <laughs> and fucking pour a fat shot. <laughs> I know, bro. Like I, sometimes I feel like an asshole when I say no, but it's like, it's necessary, man. I probably say no, probably every fucking weekend, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's like, I love my friends to death. I love the people I grew up with, but it's kind of fucked up to say, but I rather, I'm, I see them on my time. Mm -hmm. That's the reality. I also hate fucking, I love my, I love, I have plenty of friends that I love that do party all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. But 99.9% of people that party all the time, I fucking hate. Like the people I don't know that are like the drunk asshole in the corner just staring at you. And you don't even want an altercation. Even though I could fucking maul you with my bare hands, you're like, what's your problem? Dog, shut the fuck up. I have a funny story for you. When I was at OU, I I was out with my buddies. We were at this bar called 747 right on campus corner in OU. And... uh, my buddy that I played rugby with was the bartender. Mm. And so like there could be a line of girls and then I'm right here and he's getting my drink order first. Right. So I'm like right there in this 
frat dude is like kind of like we're like shoulder to shoulder like this <laughs> shit and he like gets his he like writes his tip or whatever and like pushes it forward and he has like three drinks in his hand he turns and kind of hits my shoulder i was like oh my bad bro uh, he's like you'd watch the fuck out if you know what's good for you oh right. fuck and i'm not because at the time like uh i was fighting professionally then so like it sounds incredibly douchey but like technically bro professional fighters are considered lethal weapons yeah. so if i were to beat the fuck out of him right there i'm going to jail for assault mm-hmm. with a deadly weapon yeah. so what did i do boom hits me you'd watch the fuck out if you know it's good for you and i see his tab that he slid forward <laughs> he tipped three dollars he walked away i slid it back to me and i made it three hundred dollars <laughs> <laughs> and i saw my boy the next day who was the bartender i was like bro did you get a three hundred dollar tip last night he was like dog was that you i was like no kind of but <laughs> no well my card <laughs> He was like, bro, you can't tell me that. But That's such a good idea. Yeah, like, dude. bro, fuck you, dog. Like, yeah, you don't. Especially in today's world, out at bars, like people that do go out and stuff, like you don't know who you're talking to. I could have broken every limb on that dude's body. Yeah, with his fucking Sperry's on, you know, mm-hmm. like fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> the, the problem, bro, with like people nowadays, especially men who don't know how to fucking fight, they rely on weaponry. Mm-hmm. And that's what scares the shit out of me. That's Same. why I try to be respectful towards everybody because I don't know who the fuck is who. Especially on the road. Exactly. Bro, if someone is trying to have any issue with me on the road, I'm just dead ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm not even looking at you. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't fucking know what you got in there. And Yeah, if we went hand-to-hand combat, I'm absolutely kill you. But yeah. what if... And, and I'm also just so much more in control of my emotions yeah that's why fucking like i don't need to get that involved you don't have control over my emotions like that yeah but road rage bro is a scary thing today fuck yeah bro some guy literally i did nothing i don't know what i did to anger him but this guy he like was like on my ass like staying on me i'm like bro like if i even broke a little bit you'd probably hit me Mm -hmm. i'm like what is this motherfucker doing and then he goes to the side hella fast and he does that slightly he doesn't do it fully but he does it slightly i'm like you were willing to hit me in the freeway like and i didn't react because i had somebody in the car with me and she was like dude what a fucking asshole i'm like that's probably just that's he's like he's got a shitty life you know what i mean like poor guy like i looked Mm -hmm. at it like poor dude Mm -hmm. you know and like he just tried to get a a reaction out of me i'm like bro like that probably ruined his whole day he probably like he let then that's what it's it bothers me in a sense yeah. it's like get control of your shit mm-hmm. and that's for me i used to meditate a lot more than i do now yeah now it's like kind of hit or miss now it's more so like and that, and that comes to like this obsession with the business you know i'm just that is my form of fucking meditation i, I slowed i slowed down too it's like but i uh one thing that i have do, been doing that it's kind of like a meditation in a sense is like when I lift, mm. if I'm doing strength training, I'm doing it to affirmations. So mm. to me, it's like, or, or like a podcast that I'm gaining a lot, a lot of knowledge from, but lately it's been affirmations Yeah, and it's, um, cause for me, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm working out and I'm programming my subconscious. Like, yeah, it's a double, ed- it's a double win for fuck me. Yeah. Um, but man, it bothers me when people just have no control over their fucking yeah. emotions. Their, it's like, man, 
I was going three miles over the speed limit. And now you're flipping me off. Like, yeah. I had a recently I threw a party here. It was a, like a family get together. I just had a bunch of my cousins and some of my brothers invited their friends. Right. Uh, it was like 3 a.m. And uh, I was like, all right, we're cutting it, guys. Everybody go home. I unplugged the music. Everybody dip. And uh, all my cousins were obviously getting ready for bed. They were like, we they like took all my rooms, so on and so forth. And then uh, my uncle was here. My own uncle, dude, by the way. And uh, the music goes back on. And I'm already in bed. And I'm like, and it's louder than it was before. So I get out of bed. And I'm already in my underwear. I'm like ready to go to fucking bed. And I'm like, hey, who turned on the fucking music? And then my uncle's like dancing. Because my uncle was like, he's, he's got a... I, I, I consider him like a, what is it? a child just in a man's body. I have that uncle. You know, just, <laughs> he has no control over his emotions. So I took it off, but there was another individual there was like, nah, nah, like leave it on. I'm like, bro, do you know where the fuck you're at right now? Get the fuck out of here, you know? And then my uncle gets at me. Hey, what the fuck, bitch? Like, like chill the fuck out. Like, go to, go to fucking bed. I'm like, bitch, you know whose house you're in? Do you pay the bills here? Do you pay the mortgage here? Get the fuck out of my house. Mm. And I'm going to my room and I'm talking to my cousins, tell me relax. No, everything's fine. Everything. And then my uncle starts to come in my face and I just put my hands behind my back. I'm like, the fuck, what are you going to do, dude? And I'm not saying a word to him. I'm just giving him that look, just like smirking at him. But he's talking shit in my face, putting his nose in my fucking, my nose, you know? And I'm just stoic. And then he has his wife, my aunt, pushing away like, no, babe, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I gave him that look, like I did this. I'm like, bro, if I wanted to get to you, I can get to you. You're gonna, you're gonna <laughs> let your wife push you away. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then my my cousins and their friends were there, and they're like, dude, how did you not do anything? I'm like, I won already. Mm -hmm. I'm like, he lost. If I if I were to able re react, make him react that way by not even speaking to him, I have total control over him. Mm -hmm. He's my bitch. Mm -hmm. So, not letting anybody like. Not getting phased by people who disrespect you is a fucking flex, mm -hmm. you know? And it's cool. It's like, I could have done something, but what is that going to do? I could have broken my hand. I could have got stitches. I could have got fucking cut and just for what though? For free? Yeah. If I'm going to fucking fight, you better damn well I'm going to get fucking paid for it. You know what I mean? That's crazy. But some of these fucking people, especially grown ass men, can't even control their fucking emotions. Fuck no, bro. <laughs> and for me, it's like, you said it's a flex and it is, but it's like, I'm just not going to give you that power. You don't, you do not possess that power no. to, to fucking get a rise out of me. Yeah. You know, but it's, I don't, I mean, I'll, I'll say this, even though I'm not really supposed to, um, my mom says like, Oh, Daniel, you're, you trigger your father. And I do. Cause I always said like me and my dad, we, we love each other, but we don't like each other. Mm. But she said, she told me this recently, like you, he doesn't like you because you surpassed him. And that's crazy to me. Cause I was like, man, when I have children, my mission is for them to surpass me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I've always felt like that growing up, even like to this day where it's like, I trigger grown men. And that's so weird just because I don't know what it is. I, I see it as like, Oh, I'm just in a different frequency. Cause when I'm not doing the same shit that they're doing, it's like they, they look at it differently or they see my posts or they see the way I speak or they see the way I walk. Like, who's this fucking guy? He's not even in his 30s yet. Like, what's up with this guy? It's like, yeah. different frequency though, you know? Sure. But strange, you know? For sure. Strange. Like it's a strange get, uh, culture. 
people feel like threatened in a sense, you know? Yeah. But that, to me, that goes back to scarcity mindset. Yeah. Like, you can have it too. <laughs> right? You know? Like, why, why bitch and moan, bro, when you can have it too? Yeah. You know? For sure. I don't, I don't get it. So, brother, going after like talking to all this business talk, um, you recently had a fight and you traveled to London. Mm -hmm. And I remember even the last podcast, like you were trying to get in a fight and things kept getting postponed, injuries fucking happened. And then when you got assigned a fight, we, I was actually trying to get you on beforehand or even after, but uh, leading up to that fight and during the fight and after the fight, man, like talk about that. It was cool. I went to London to fight, which was like surreal in itself. Yeah. Like man, just a kid from small town, Oklahoma. I'm headed to London. Um, I'd been waiting on the UFC and then I had this like mental block. I was like, man, why am I not in the UFC? Kind of, kind of feeling bad for myself mm -hmm. in a sense. Like I, that's where I belong. Yeah. I'm 13 and three on an eight fight win streak. What the fuck's going on? Yeah. And so I fought in San Diego in March for cage warriors, which is like the leading promotion to put you in the UFC. Mm. And then their matchmaker, I actually watched their card. They had a card in London first week of april mm. saw this guy george hardwick fight and he's a beast he's very good he was 10 and 0 or no 10 and 1 and i messaged the matchmaker right when he fought because he was scheduled to fight for the belt three yeah. times and he had opponents pull out uh, he had an opponent like all this shit was going wrong and i respected the shit out of him he's yeah. great he's a great fighter so i messaged him i said hey kyle driscoll versus george hardwick for the cage warriors lightweight world title mm. he was like wow let's do it so there was some talk about san diego which i was like fuck yeah if i don't have to fly that many hours you know yeah let's do it but then there was like america was like being it was hard for people to get to america with like such little time notice so i said fuck it, let's go bring me to london mm. i said all right we'll bring you to london We'll go July 22nd at the O2 Arena. And I was amped, bro. I had the best fight camp of my life. My yeah. striking was so on point. My wrestling, jujitsu. I hit a new level. I yeah. became a UFC caliber fighter, mm. truly. And I under my biggest issue, and here's a, a problem with fighting, is I can't openly talk about the fact that jet lag fucked me up mm. because people would be like, you're making excuses as to why you lost. But yeah. no, truly what happened was I get there on, I leave Monday night from San Fran at 10 30 PM that put me there London time Tuesday at like 6 PM. Cause they're eight hours ahead of us. Yeah. So get there and my circadian rhythms fucked. One on uh, saying I'm cutting weight, so I get there on like t Tuesday at like 6 p.m. We've got to take all these crazy trains to get to like from London Heathrow to this hotel. So I go through all this shit, get to the hotel. Now I gotta like get a workout in to try and like get this travel off. Hopefully, I'll fall asleep, fall asleep for a little bit every night. Wednesday night, Thursday night, I fought on Friday, so Wednesday, Thursday. You got there the fucking week of? Dude, I talked to the promoter and I was like, yo, can you guys get me there any earlier? He's like, no, nah, we can't. Sorry. That's fucking crazy. And I would never say that's the reason I lost, but I will 
I know the importance of sleep and I know that the night and bro, I've fought now 17 professional fights. Mm-hmm. And at that time, 16 professional fights. And every single time the night, like the night before weigh-ins, I have a hard time sleeping cause I'm just mm-hmm. so hungry. Yeah. And then I eat. And then the night before the fight, I go into a fucking coma. I sleep for like 10 hours, dude, Fuck. deep sleep. That's my thing. And so the night before weigh-ins or even Wednesday, Wednesday night in London, the match or the promoters like, Hey, can you meet us downstairs at 10 AM for pro promo? Like we'll get some interviews and all this. And I was like, for sure. I shit you not dude. And I'm very aware of blue light. You don't want blue light exposure before Fuck bed. No. You don't. So TV's off. I have my white noise playing on my app and I'm just laying there like, dude, fall asleep, fall asleep. Damn. Then I start thinking, I'm like, fuck. Okay. If it's 10, 10 PM here, it's 2 p.m. back home, mm. and my body is fully 2 p.m. And I'm, like, trying to force myself to sleep. I shit you not. I laid down for bed at 10 p.m. Trying. Oh, please fall asleep. Please fall asleep. 9 a.m. rolls around, and I'm not fucking asleep. Fuck so I text the promoter, and I'm like, yo, I can't sleep. I physically <clears throat> can't go to sleep. Yeah. He's like, all right, just let me, like, try to get sleep. Let me know. So... It was like 10.30. I fell asleep. 10.30 to noon was all I was able to sleep. So I go to meet them at 1, do all the promotion shit, pictures with the belt, interview. Then I got to cut late. I have weigh-ins the next morning. So I go through this process. Um, I was fucked up, dude. I felt like all I want to do is sleep, but now I have to like cut weight. Then I got to sit in a hot bath, and then I, I got to like go through this shit. But I brought a Navy SEALs book and embraced the suck. And honestly, that's what fucking got me through it. I was like, all right. And I actually was like, you ever read a book and you're like, wow, I've picked this up at the exact fucking time of life. All the time. All the time. I read a part of the book and I take a lot of inspiration from Navy SEALs. I think they're the baddest motherfuckers walking. Fuck yeah. And he said, uh, he said, we had a huge delay. We got this flight overseas. 14 hours of travel none of us were able to we weren't allowed to sleep Mm. because we were on full tilt we get there we have to post outside of the fucking target for an extra four hours can't fall asleep and then they get swarmed by the the enemy and they have to fucking handle it so me i'm like all right yeah let's fucking go yeah i can do this so i i make the weight the night before weigh-ins, zero sleep. Zero. Not a second. Michelle got there that day. She stayed up with me. I was like, fuck, I can't sleep. I didn't sleep last night. So face off, weigh-in. Obviously, I'm supremely confident. I'm like, fuck this guy. I'm about to kill him. Yeah. You know? That night comes. I'm well fed. I ate so much. We went to like Michelle's mom took us to dinner with uh my Buddy Laird, he fights tonight for Bellator. Laird came with me. Michelle's mom took us to a fat-ass steakhouse, dude. It was maybe the best steak I've ever had. Yeah. We got, like, bone marrow. We did it right. So I was like, bet. I'm going to go into a coma tonight. I'm going to catch up on the sleep because James, I think it's James Nestor. Maybe I could be wrong on that. But a doctor in sleep mm. went on Joe Rogan said, 
your sleep schedule is like a week long, right? Mm -hmm. So if you only get two hours this day, but you get eight hours this day, you're okay. So don't think of it day by day. Think of it as a seven day log. Yes. So I'm optimistic at this time, Thursday night, I fight Friday night. I'm like, all right, I'm going to fucking, I told Michelle, I was like, yo, let's black out these curtains. Let's sleep for 12 hours. I need it. Yeah. Wide eyed. Can't sleep. She can't sleep. I'm like, fuck. All right. I got like two, maybe two and a half hours of sleep that night. And then I wake up now it's fight day. And I'm like, all right, no time for these thoughts. Mm -hmm. You can't be thinking that you're fucking sleep deprived ready to go fucking fight go downstairs get my shake out in hit mints with Laird grapple with him a little bit and I feel sharp as fuck mm. I'm like damn this guy picked the wrong motherfucker yeah. I'm I'm here go about the day everything's fine and then we get to the O2 arena everything's fine then I start to warm up and it's I started squeezing my own hand to make sure I was still strong. Mm. That's how I felt. And I I just like, ugh, like man, it's just not there, you know? Fuck. And I was like, fuck that, bro. We're here. I'm going to kill this man. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to kill this man. Yeah. We get into the fight. First round was impeccable. I had his nose shattered. I was... I told him... He came forward. I bust him with the right hand. I said, George, I don't even need to wrestle. Because the whole hype was he's this phenomenal striker and I'm a wrestler. Yeah. I'm going to wrestle him. Go watch the first round, first two rounds of that fight. I beat the dog fuck out of him on the feet. But what happened, bro? Again, you know, this is the first time I'm able to tell this story because mm-hmm. I don't, people say you're making excuses. Like, no, I'm telling you what the fuck happened. I'm beating the shit out of him. He's a high guarder, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I was like, damn, my uppercut's wide open. So I'm, I'm fainting, I'm fainting, I'm throwing my one-two, and I just kept seeing, right? There's, yeah. there's a gnarly picture of me busting a right hand, and his nose is like an, a C, and it's blowing blood. And I was like, all right, this uppercut's coming. So at the end of the second round, I was waiting on it. Yeah. Dude, I couldn't miss. I was so much faster than him. He was a step behind, and he was known for his body shot. He has a fucking liver shot from hell, mm-hmm. but he couldn't get close enough. Yeah. And I didn't even try to, I didn't need a wrestle. Yeah. I was going to beat the shit out of this guy until the fifth round came or I, I finished him. It was the first time in 16 pro fights, something went wrong that you can't plan for. I threw an uppercut. He turned his high guard and my hand hit his elbow like this. And this is my knuckle. Now my hand shattered. Dude. I hit his elbow, bop, and I felt it. If you ever held a baseball bat and the ball hits too shallow on the barrel and it zings your hands, that's my knuckle, bro. Bro. And I feel this zing all the way up to my ear, and I'm like, you know, you got to keep a poker face on. This cage yeah. is fucking tiny. We're right. I'm in, you know, range, right? Yeah. Um, straight punches range is longer. So he's in uppercut range. So, like, damn near kiss his forehead if I wanted to, right? Yeah. Boom. I'm like, oh my God. Like, but I can't let him know. So I start trying to circle. He's like switching stances. So I'm trying to like switch the away from his power. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck just happened? And I can't like, my whole hand is like, you hit my funny bone, my whole up to my ear. Luckily there's like 30 seconds left in the second round. I go to the stool, Laird and 
Miles Price from Ireland, AK guy, came over the corner. I was like, guys, my hand's broken. And they did what any great corner should do. And they were like, yo, fuck your hand. Right? That's what I would say. And I was like, no, guys, my hand is like not good. And I'm like trying to make a fist. I'm trying to open it. And I'm like, guys, I'm not okay. Fuck. Like my hand. And But then I like try to bring in the Navy SEAL. I'm like, no, fuck that. I got so many other weapons. But if you don't know fighting, what happened? You're in a flow state. And I was in a flow state. But what happened was then my analytical mind came into play mm. and I started thinking, I started thinking about my hand and I started thinking about now I need to start wrestling. Now I need to start. I started thinking yeah. in a fight. You can't think it's reaction. You train your reactions for the moment and then you let your mind go and you're yeah. in a reactive state. Now I'm thinking too much and I'm for, I forced to take down. That's not there. I put my hand on a double leg. And when I got friction, pulled my hand open, I was like, oh my God. And so I break, I throw a knee on the break. And it was right in that moment, I was like, I have to beat this guy with a jab and kicks. I have to do this. But what happened is fighting is a game of not even inches, it's fucking a quarter of an inch, right? So what happened in the third round, how I kept him away was my right hand. Anytime he crossed this threshold, because I keep it right here. Yeah. You come close to me, I'm putting this on you. Mm -hmm. And that's what kept him away. So in the third round, he was able to like quarter inch in. The next minute, quarter inch in. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the third round, he lands a body shot. And I thought it was a hook. I block. He hits my liver. And I'm my head, I'm like, oh, that wasn't shit. And I'm like looking up at him. He dropped me. And I was like, oh my God, get up. Mm. So I get up and then I was like, I need to get some respect back. So I go hook, hook. Mm. He blocks it and my hand hits him. And I was like, oh my God, I've never felt this type of pain before. And I'm not just going to quit the fucking fight. I'm, I'm up two rounds. He just definitely won the third round. He dropped me with a body shot. There's like a minute left. Yeah. So now he knows something's up. I can't hit him with my right hand. But I'm still jabbing. I'm fighting him. I'm trying to move. The cage was so little. I tried to wrestle. Couldn't grab. We go to the fourth round. On the stool in the third. I'm like, guys, my hand is not good. They're like, yo, you're up two to one. Hopefully they didn't give him a 10-8 there. Just put some, like, stay there in the middle with him. Exchange with him. Try to clinch him up. Shit. All right. Let's go. So I go, and then... I don't even remember when it was in the fourth round. He threw that same liver shot, and it just dropped me again. And Mark Goddard stepped in. And, man, life has a uh, funny fucking way of kicking you when you're down. Mm -hmm. And so I fought, lost, got to the back, dude, and just bawled my eyes out, you know? Mm -hmm. I just put everything of my heart and soul into this fight camp for 12 weeks, and I came up short. So I fight at like 11. We get back to our hotel at like 12. I have to be at London Heathrow at like 1.30 to catch my 3 a.m. flight. So this all happens. I have to fly from London to San Fran by myself. By myself. They put us on different flights. So my head, on a subconscious level, I was like, all right. I get on the flight. It's like a fucking 
13, 14 hour flight. It's a long fucking time. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, I wanted to find a crutch. So in my head, I was like, fuck, I'm just going to connect Wi-Fi and I'll probably surf social media most of this time, right? Yeah. Sit down. Flight attendant goes, welcome to Scandinavian Airlines. We are sorry to inform you that the Wi-Fi on this plane is down. <laughs> I chuckled. I was like, all right. Let's go. I'm going to have to sit with this shit, right? My face is all fucked up. People yeah. are staring at me in the airport. and Bro, it was like 12 or 13 hours of like, I have like some meditations downloaded on my phone. We first, we take off and I have my headphones on. I start this meditation. It's like an hour long. I'm like, all right. Can't slow my mind down. Like, all right. It had to have been like 25 minutes, right? four minutes bro and I just felt like it was a wave man it was like heavy depression what am I going to do with my life is this over for me trying to feel like a victim feeling okay about it and then feeling like a bitch again and then just all these modes and then I'm like this thing has to be done soon, right? So I mm-hmm. click on the, the chair in front of me and it says flight time. We had eight and a half hours left. So I pull out my journal, start trying to like journal my thoughts, kind of put them on paper. And, but, you know, I'm spreading the story out, but like it really, I think it benefited me more than if I could have sat there and fucking scrolled social media, right? And just mm-hmm. been mindless because I got to put my mind into it. And now with where I'm at, I've coped with it so much better. I'm fucking, my jujitsu right now is of a black belt level. I'm going with black belts at Coyote Terra's that I used to not score a point on that I'm submitting in a 10 minute round now. Mm -hmm. And my striking is, um, after Worlds, I'm going to get back on the MMA horse and fucking look to fight in March again and make my run to the UFC. But man, it was a, it was a fucking crazy journey. It was a crazy journey. I had all the odds stacked against me. I personally think, I don't give a fuck if I get criticism for it, I think if you bring him here, even if you let him, take me there. Take me to London Mm -hmm. two weeks early. Let me fucking acclimate and let me fight that motherfucker. Different game. Different game. And even though the hand thing happened, I mean, you can like literally see. No, like, I see. It's a this, fucking bump, bro. This side's flat. That's like, my I, I, I literally <laughs> see the bump, bro. That's fucking nuts. And then it was like, do I go to the doctor? Michelle was like, you need to go to the doctor. But bro, I was so depressed. Yeah. I was fighting depression. All I wanted to do was fucking eat in and out and pizza. Yeah. I, all, I, I just didn't know what to do. I had a couple clients already with Hone In like two and I was like I finally hit rock bottom I was like fuck this I'm taking I I think it was it was a short period of time right like I'm not gonna sit in a fucking depression I'm gonna identify that it's a depression Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna fucking handle it and that's what I did but it was real bro yeah it was like I had never lost a fight since I came to AK I was on an eight fight win streak hadn't lost a fight since 2017 Mm -hmm. And been on Dana White's contender series, won the fight against a tough guy, didn't get signed that night. Mm. And it just was like, on that flight, I was like, man, it's over for me, right? But no, it's fucking not. 
Yeah. Like, watch me, watch me come back from this. So I'm glad I got to like get that story out there because I haven't been able to speak on that because mm. it was a fucking tough situation. I'm glad I had Michelle out there. Laird was out there. Michelle's mom came out there. Um, Laird's girlfriend, Tina, was out there. So I had a little support system, mm. which helped. But nonetheless, you know, losing in the O2 arena was fucking like... But man, I got I had love out there. I walked out to uh, Biggie Smalls. Uh, it was all a dream. And yeah. dude, I like to... Because I visualize my walkouts. Because yes. I want to see it before it happens. Yeah. And it all went as planned. It was all a dream. You used to read Word of Magazine. And then uh, when he said, I'm blowing up like you thought I would, I knew I was going to do this. And I like faced the crowd and I put my hands up. Yeah. Blowing up like you thought I would. Yes. Call a crip, same number, same hood. It's all good. <laughs> yes. And I was like, we're here. Let's go. Yes. And man, it was a hell of a experience. It's something I'm happy I did. You know, yeah. like, like you said, we're fucking risk takers, man. Like. I knew the odds were stacked against me. I knew when the matchmaker wasn't willing to get me out there mm -hmm. and I'm fighting their guy. He's, he's like been with them since he's first term pro. He's like their next Patty Pimblin. Yeah, yeah. But fuck him. I'm going to, I'm going to find him in the UFC. He'll go to the yeah. UFC. And I said this leading up to the fight. We did an interview, him and I on the same thing. I said, you know, George and I, I think it's, we'll both be in the UFC. I think that's inevitable. Yeah. I think the winner of this belt, gets a uh, a quicker road to the UFC. Yeah. He actually defends the belt tonight or tomorrow. Shit. Yeah. In the same arena. But I'll get him. He was hella respectful. Yeah. Super respectful. I respect him as a competitor, as a person. He's a lifer just like me. I've been in this game since I was 15, man. My mom mm -hmm. used to pick me up from wrestling practice and take me to an MMA gym when I was 15. Yeah. And then I turned 16 and I would drive myself. And, you know, he was the same. He was a kid. All he did was train. Yeah. He had his first, like, amateur fight at, like, 15. Same here. So, respect. Yeah. But we got some unfinished business, you know. Yeah. And, and I do hope we cross paths. And if we don't, all the best, right? But mm -hmm. I uh, – I, personally don't think the better man won that night and yeah. i'm gonna take that to the grave <laughs> yeah no, bro. honestly when people say like the whole people who are not educated on sleep i want all you listeners right now uh to watch uh why we sleep by matthew walker mm -hmm. uh, that's a sleep specialist and he says like if you're getting under six hours of sleep every night you're slowly killing yourself mm -hmm. it's worse than being drunk actually driving sleep deprived is worse than driving drunk i heard that and that's there's crazy studies that prove that but you know, when people acclimate when it comes to high altitude or a different time zone, bro, they're there for, I think Verdun, when he fought Cain Velasquez, he lived in New Mexico for three months because mm -hmm. he says, no, I need to acclimate to this. And Cain um, and Hav, they, they didn't like, they think it was going to be okay because Cain was so known for his cardio. But then Cain got tired. They Hav told me he got tired hitting mitts in the back. Bro, when you saw, watch the embeddeds, watch yeah. the embeddeds and you would see like, that's weird. And he's cardio cane. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You know? But you need to acclimate. You yeah. know, that's not an excuse, bro. That's reality. For sure. You know, and people, people who criticize, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like literally, what are you doing? You're, for sure. you know what they're doing? They're watching you be great. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? For sure. So fuck off. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, dude. It's, uh, 
that's the fuck. MMA is a ruthless game, bro. There's yeah. unforgiving. The game switches on you quick. The yeah. fans there, it's it's a hole, and you know you. I started climbing up and getting more in the public eye a little bit with it, and it's gonna happen even more so yeah. because I've already got my plan, you know, and and just like I said, you like you read books at the perfect time of life. Yeah. I I read I forget which book it was. I after the fight. I picked up a book and I started, I can't remember which one. And it said, uh, the universe has a funny way of showing you. It's not on your time. It's on the proper time. And yeah. I thought I had it figured out. It's like, man, I'm on eight, five win streak. I'm gonna go win this cage warriors titles to the yeah. belt that sent Conor McGregor to the UFC. Watch me. Yes. Haha. <laughs> You'll still get there. I, I know I'll get there. It's yeah. inevitable. No one yeah. can tell me otherwise. Yep. You'll get there when you're ready, yeah. you know, and it's, you, you gotta be able to laugh at it, you yeah. know, and that's where I'm at with it. I'm happy. Yeah. I got a successful business. I'm still building. I'm, I, it, it helped me grow. Cause what if I, I beat him, I go to the UFC, but I'm still complacent in other aspects of life, Yep. but it kind of opened my eyes. Like, yo, this fighting shit's going to end one day. Yeah. You need to have something. And so I'd rather set that up at 28 and have a fucking machine by 30 yeah. than be 32. Some shit goes wrong in the UFC. Possibly, you know, you never know with the fight game. You yeah. never know. So, grateful for it in a sense. Yeah. You always want to win a fight. You never want to take an ass whooping. But yeah. I didn't get an ass whooping. I got hit. But it's uh, you live and you learn. Yeah, man. Like I remember when my when I fought. Uh, not my last. I won my last fight, but the fight before that, I got finished in the first round, and that was probably. It's funny when I look at it now. Like right now, that was one of the best days of my life. But back then, that was the most embarrassing, humiliating day of my life. And I remember when he was getting his hand raised. I remember saying this to myself. I'm like, "Fuck, dude, I'd rather die than lose." Mm. You know, there's that feeling, bro. When you commit day and night into a specific date and for a specific opponent and it you literally say no to everything the girls the friends the family time like you miss out on so much of life mm -hmm. just because you're committed to this date and when it doesn't go your way it's the fucking worst oh and God. people don't understand that but it's it's literally life or death in there you sign a fucking paper literally stating that I could possibly die None of my myself or my family won't sue you if it possibly happens. You know what I mean? But it's people don't understand that. And that's why I love fighters the most. It's the hardest fucking sport to me. You know, I, I can debate that with any other form of athlete out there. Yes, everything is tough, but fighters, it's different. Mm -hmm. You're lit. It's the, the new age of the gladiator days. Mm -hmm. You could possibly die during the COVID 2020. There was like three boxers that died in a row. Mm hmm in the fucking ring you know dude you want to talk about gladiator shit i fought on dana white's contender series on in 2020 september of 2020 peak covid dude it was fucking jail you're in this hotel you walk i walk out you don't get walkout music for that lady's like all right one two three go slam these doors open dead silent not a soul in the fucking arena jesus gladiator shit bro it's yeah. like yeah Damn, me and this dude are about to kill each other for 
because I I think the energy in the in the arena is a it matters it matters it's huge yeah dude it's modern day gladiator shit you go through hell mentally physically spiritually you're tested in every aspect your relationships are tested because you have to sacrifice your relationship in order to put in the work necessary and if you don't it will show yeah and you know i i think i can walk away from that fight with my head held high because i know i didn't skip one fucking step in 12 weeks and you got better mm, you I know? got better dude way better like mm. you're a di- like and that's the thing if you didn't that's when it'd be worse mm. you know that's when you'd feel like probably like more like shit where it's like cuz you can look at it like while you were in that plane you're like okay the event didn't go my way but what happened within those that whole training camp like dissect that entire thing like did i get better yeah you know and that's the whole point cuz bro I hear this a lot within older adults when like people who are 50 years old, they're like, man, like, fuck, like I'm, I'm aging. It's scary. It's like life gets better with age, Mm. you know, literally like we get better with age, bro. We're, we're not even in our fucking thirties yet. And look what the fuck we're doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just imagine when we're 35, right? Then we're like, bro, we're good. You know what I mean? But it's, that's what it is though. But putting yourself in that position, bro, you've won already, you know? Like, when I reached out to you pretty much right away and I messaged you, when I, and even when I messaged you, I wasn't worried about it because my family, we all watched that fight. But after the fight, I was literally looking at my, telling my brothers because my brothers were like, fuck, and they were looking at me for like my reaction because I'm very critical with like fights when me and my family all watch fights. And then I got up and they didn't, they didn't see a reaction off me. And then my little brother asked me, he was like, hey, like, what do you think of the fight? I was like, it'd be good. It'd be good. Because I know him. It's the only fucking option, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, but I was like, I was like, he'll be fine. I was like, I know, I know who Kyle is, you know? Yeah, you hit a speed bump, and then during the whole plane ride, like you were in like that depressive state, even probably for a couple of days. But I manifested that. Mm-hmm. I said that out loud, and look who I'm in front of right now. Mm-hmm. You're good. Yeah. I'm not worried about you. For sure. And that's... Like I said, you know, my journey, I correlate so much to fighting is because like, same with business, you can get knocked on your ass. Fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> you know? This shit could, this shit could literally fucking burn. For sure. You know? You never know. And it's, I think I said it last time I was on your podcast, but how you face adversity is what shows your true colors. And, you know, it's easy when things are going peachy, you're all high energy, good, you know? <laughs> but bro, I'd be lying if like, like earlier this week George is defending the belt and I saw a fucking video of me getting dropped mm. now I laugh at it like it's all good but yes. you know it's like fuck yes. <laughs> but it's all how you deal with it yeah man well like you've always been in the right headspace and like we all we all hit that and we're gonna yeah that's the thing too we're still gonna continue to fucking like face those like adversities mm. bro they're gonna come randomly they're gonna hit us in the nutsack it's like what are we gonna do that's how it's always been for us. But the fighters, bro, we've been problem solvers. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what that's what keeps us at a different frequency from all the 99% of the people, you know. And that's something that they don't understand is because we've been tested at a certain level, which they don't understand. Yeah. And therefore, that's why when I look at all my fucking teammates, all you guys, I have no fucking worry about you guys because all you guys are doing something so fucking hard. 
life's hard. Mm. But that's the thing. If you put the same dedication for what you did with fighting into anything else, fuck, dude, you're fine. You're mm. good. Yeah. But if you say like a Chuck Liddell, a Tito Ortiz, or all these other people who just can't escape the fight game, what? You you hinder your health. You hinder your future. You hinder your relationship with your family. You know, it's just building constantly. But you're doing it better because you're doing it during your fight career. Mm. So it's like that's, now you're multiple steps ahead. Yeah, that's they and, and they can go in tandem. You know, they go perfectly oh, together. Yeah. And I want to fuck, dude. I'm like, I don't. I'm like, I'll say equally as motivated. You know, because I still wake up and I'm like, fuck yeah, like jujitsu. But dude. Cause, you know, I, I'm I'm hyper focused on jujitsu right now. I have the world championships in three weeks. Go in that, then I'm back to MMA. But this business shit is like, and I wake up, it's business, train, business, train, yeah. business, and that's how it's always gonna fucking be. Yeah, <laughs> you bro, know, that's and, the best, man. Like yeah, the building aspect of it, it just makes us better men. You know what I mean? Like we're supposed to do this. You mm -hmm. know, we're not supposed to just fucking chill and not do shit and not like bro if you look down in history have they ever talked about the average men mm -mm. it's exceptional yeah 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 so that's what it is you're uncommon you're gonna be written in the history books you know for sure Literally, leave your fucking mark that's it. so my brother you are uh you have training soon correct i do <laughs> shit um yeah 50 minutes oh fuck okay. well, yeah well we hit a uh, an hour and 30 good that shit dog quick so honestly brother like what you said about the whole q a thing i really think we can do that i'm not even kidding we should explore that for yeah. sure so I, I think even after this uh when we're done with this we'll kind of brainstorm with it afterwards and then even via text via calls we'll like honestly plan this shit because like i said bro collaboration over competition that's mm -hmm. the best thing about this shit you know and i there's no better pay like hannah even asked me that she's like if you were to do a seminar uh, who were like the five people that you would choose from? You were the first one that I, that I said, you know, let's go literally. You're like, you're that caliber. But I was like, I want you a part of it, bro. Cause we're like, I said, when you win, I win, when mm -hmm. I win, you win. And like the whole group thing, like people want to be part of a community, but we can bring our fucking forces together, dude. Imagine and there's that. no, there's, there's, there's so much we can accomplish together. Yeah. What is it? Uh, if you want to go quick, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Exactly. I think that's that's it, you know? Yeah. It's as simple as that. And yeah. Our principles, our ethics, our work ethics are perfectly aligned. I think our clientele would enjoy like a collaboration we both go, too. We both go live. You know, the community can grow, take questions. There's off air we, we should definitely explore it and i think um at some point in time this needs to happen if it's yeah. bi-weekly once a month i've already but just provide value bro just yeah. provide value get people's questions it's gonna help us it's gonna help them it's gonna help the lady who doesn't even isn't gonna pop up and ask a question but she's like oh i would have asked something like that yes Right, and we're just fucking continue to grow, bro. Yeah, exactly, my brother. Well, are there any uh, closing statements for the podcast, brother? No, just uh, if you don't check in with hone in or arise, <laughs> you're a fucking step behind. <laughs> <laughs>
That's fucking perfect, my brother. Well, hey, my brother, I'm uh, I'm always fucking proud of you. I'm actually fucking grateful to even have you as a, my brother, dude. Likewise, Honestly, bro. Like, bro, you've you've enhanced me in so many ways, man. You continue to do so, and we have so much fucking shit to do, mm-hmm. you know. And it's only gonna get better, my man. All right, mm-hmm. hey, Kyle, Let's nothing go. but love, my man. All Let's right, love, love you, my brother. You, Ladies and gentlemen, we're out here. Goodbye. Uh!